If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Wednesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show kicks off. And my, oh, my, we are racked and stacked. We have a ton of news stories, breaking news, overnight news, big news, all kinds of stuff here to get to. Um, first off, we have uh, Gavin Newsom. Clyde, I both enjoy this one. The governor of California declining to back the proposed reparations checks. You know, just he's super he's super committed to social justice and righting the wrongs of the past. But giving every resident of California who is black a check for a million or two million or whatever the latest number is. That might be a little bit of a problem for the budget, but he's super committed. We'll discuss this in more detail. Also, a San Francisco supervisor announcing legislation to limit the use of firearms by security guards after an incident there where someone attacked a security guard in the uh, course of shoplifting. The security guard shot the individual. So we will get into that story. Also, Tucker went to Twitter and is uh, had a had a big announcement. Want to share that with you, and also just what this means for the overall um, media landscape. Not, I didn't want to say the conservative media landscape, really the free speech landscape for the media, which is really critical, especially going in this election year. I do think it's an X factor we should take into account going into twenty twenty four that there may be one, at least one major platform where you won't be censored because. The psychotic libs demand it. So we will discuss that. Trump lost a civil case in uh, New York, which we had told you he's going to get a jury. They didn't go all the way, though, with all the charges. We'll break that down for you. And to that end, we've got Andy McCarthy joining us later on this hour uh, from formerly Southern District of New York prosecutor. And Miranda Devine, we have joining us later on, and she'll also Give us all the latest. As you know, she wrote um, uh, Laptop from Hell, and she's following the whole Biden family corruption story very, very closely. So we can ask her where this is going. She can weigh in on whether, you know, whether Clay or I see this one um, more presciently with the possibility of criminal charges. Right. You think we don't want to get into this now because I want to get into what uh, Comer is talking about in the House. But you think he goes. That you think they charge him to the point where Biden may have to pardon him, right? This is the only. So we agree like 90% on this one. I just think they're going to make it, you know, lenient enough that he doesn't have to go to prison. Okay. We'll ask Miranda. She'll give us, she'll weigh in on this in a second. But Clay, let us start 
today with additional details of how corrupt the Biden family is. This is the uh, the headline up on Fox. Biden family received millions from foreign nationals and tried to conceal the source of the funds. This is from House Oversight and Accountability Committee Chairman James Comer of Kentucky. He's the one who is uh, running this uh, running this committee right now. And let me just put this out there. This is a quote from uh, from the from the memo put out by the committee. In some instances, Biden Association associates rather would receive significant deposits from foreign sources into their bank accounts and then transfer smaller incremental payments to Biden bank accounts. These complicated and seemingly unnecessary financial transactions appear to be a concerted effort to conceal the source and amount received from foreign companies. Clay, why layer so many LLCs unless you're trying to hide the money? It's 100% what was going on. And I don't think it's coincidental, Buck, that you have on the same day that these millions of dollars in improper payments to the Biden crime family are laid out by the House Oversight Committee are impartial and fair, and I'm putting that in quotation marks, Department of Justice decides to bring the hammer down on George Santos over relatively minor, in the grand scheme of things, campaign finance violations. I mean, we're talking about thousands of dollars in misallocated funds for George Santos versus millions for the Biden crime family. I'll also point this out, Buck. Isn't it amazing with what speed and alacrity the Department of Justice can move with when they really want to bring charges against someone? They've had the Hunter Biden laptop since December of 2019 and done, so far as we can tell, nothing with it. Remember, we didn't even know about the Hunter Biden laptop until October of 2020, which we'll talk about with Miranda Devine. But at that point, the FBI had had the laptop for nearly a year and easily knew all of the different crimes that Hunter Biden was involved in. So how is it that they can, George Santos and and his lies and misrepresentations only really became a story in like December, right? And now already he's got 13 different felony counts thrown at him. They brought the full way of the Department of Justice against him. And again, I think the people in Long Island should have the ability in 2024 to decide whether they want George Santos representing them uh, when they decide who the primary representative is going to be in the Republican Party. I think that's eminently reasonable in seven, eight months, whenever that uh, campaign season officially gets underway. But this is small potatoes compared to the uh, incidents that Biden and his family are alleged to be involved in, pretty much dead to rights based on the information that came out today from the Republican House members. You know, there are some yes or no crimes out there. Um, I remember talking to a friend of mine who is uh, a federal prosecutor in, in, in Georgia about this, because I said, you know, there seems like there's so many of these prosecutions for, you know, possession of drugs, possession of an illegal firearm, depending, something like that. I said, but there's always other stuff that the person was doing. He goes, yeah, but you have to understand possession crime, for example, or financial crime also falls into this category, depending on what you're talking about, is either it happened or it didn't happen, right? It, it It's it's a, uh, you know, red light, green light. And you see that, that's why often with, with drugs, the uh, the amount of illegal drugs, for example, somebody has, that's what the prosecutors will go for. And it's harder to do this sort of conspiracy and, and even, you know, an intent to commit, uh, you know, or ra- racketeering, other things like that. They can go for that, but usually they just go for the highest readily provable count. Okay. In a case like Hunter Biden's, as we've said, Clay, the money was transferred or it wasn't. He declared it or he didn't. He paid taxes. Or not, right? Or or he did not pay taxes. That that's it. There's not really much wiggle room on these things. Um, you remember from the show Billions? Remember in Billions oh, yeah. when uh, when Axe, who's the uh, billionaire hedge fund guy, one of his guys gets into trouble for firing an automatic weapon in his backyard at a deer, and even Axe's political hatchet man is like, 
this is not a, you know, did you get insider trading thing? This is a, you have an illegal gun and you fired it at a deer in Greenwich, Connecticut, right? So he's like, I can't make this thing go away for you. Um, the fact, I mean, I'm just trying to get to your point here, which is the fact that they've already moved against George Santos on a whole range of, wait, what exactly? And there's receipts, but there shouldn't have, or there aren't receipts, but there should have been. And then you look at the Hunter Bidens. The Hunter's still selling finger paintings at $50,000 yeah. a pop. There's clearly a double standard at play. Not only a double standard, but also the dollars at stake matter. And what if if you presume that everything they've alleged against Santos is true, it was a low-level, hundreds of thousands peak, right, of dollars that were being misallocated. And I'm not saying that doesn't matter. It does. But the the fraud that was perpetrated by George Santos had almost no impact outside of George Santos. Maybe he gets suits that he doesn't have to pay for. Maybe he's getting uh, a little bit more money in his pocket than he would otherwise have gotten. Again, relatively low-level minor frauds. That That's what's going on here. A couple of these counts are like $520 in misallocated funds. I mean, that's two of the counts is my when I'm reading through and looking at this buck. I don't even know if you've dove into this yet. Again, a lot oh, of yeah. it relatively minor in nature and degree. As a result, Santos, this is from the indictment that the Justice yeah. Department put out, fraudulently received more than $24,000 in unemployment insurance benefits. So that's like, uh, you know, if we put him in prison for two months, the taxpayer has lost money, just to be clear, okay? I mean, that's it's, right. It's... And again, I'm not saying that the, even if you accept all of these things as true, Buck, this is what I'm getting at. Comparing this to the multi-million dollar uh, issues at stake where you're taking money from foreign adversaries and potentially adjusting American policy as a result, Santos was maybe cheating basically on the taxes and the way that this thing was being applied. Well, let's put this. Th these are both federal cases. One hasn't one is indicted and one is still in, in the investigation phase, but they're federal cases. The Biden crime family and George Santos. And you sit here and you say, to your point, there are some that they talk about, um, you know, false state wait false statements to the House of Representatives, which, by the way, they, they never like, that's a thing that's basically never charged, okay? No one lying to the House of Representatives is not something that, uh, where's Fauci when we need him? Um, the unemployment, uh, unemployment insurance frauds keep, anyway, they're listing $500 here, maybe $5,000 there, 20 yes. grand is the big count. Uh, and you look at Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden is taking millions of dollars and on stuff that matters. This is from the Comer Committee. Quote, Hunter Biden through his associate Rob Walker received more than a million dollars from a foreign company reportedly controlled by Gabriel Papa, uh, some kind of Romanian name. I can't even try yeah. that one. The subject of a criminal probe and prosecution for corruption in Romania. Then Vice President Biden met with remaining leaders in 2014 and 2015 regarding corruption in the country. I want everyone to understand this. Hunter Biden was taking money in a corrupt scheme to subvert his dad's role in anti-corruption in these countries. Yes. Can't make this stuff up. And again, Ukraine and China involved probably the two most significant in terms of foreign uh, entanglements that have existed during Biden's era. And I would come back again, Buck, to the timing on this. All of these details are coming out on Biden. They knew it because this was a scheduled event. And they decide to throw the book at George Santos basically on the exact same day. I mean, it is just clear to me political theater. And again, look at what someone's capable of. What is George Santos as a freshman Senate, uh, freshman member of the House of Representatives, newly elected? What is he able to do? Virtually nothing, right? In the grand scheme of things versus what Joe Biden is able to accomplish. This is seismically different. And I think that is why this is so important and why the timing on this is anything other, in my opinion, than a coincidence. Um, and all of this seems really, really significant in a monstrous way. Tunnel Towers Foundation, Let Us Do Good Village in Land O'Lakes, Florida, is a community that will have about 100 homes 
for the foundation's program participants. Construction's already started and families are moving in. That includes a Gold Star family and the family of a severely injured hero who served our nation. The Let Us Do Good Village is a special place where together families can heal, a community where the children of our nation's fallen or severely injured heroes can grow up and experience life together, all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and to your generosity. You can help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our heroes have made for our country and our communities. Join us in donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. no we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The day. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how how lucky we were <gasps> yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. What else can you expect from a Trump-hating, Clinton-appointed judge who'll be appealing this decision? It's a disgrace. I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from, this is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. You have a woman that's financed and lied about it. She totally lied about it by Democrat operatives, like just about the biggest one there is. And she said that wasn't true. They found that she lied about it. And the judge wasn't even, I guess, letting it be put in as evidence. The whole thing is a scam. The whole thing's a scam, Trump says. This is after he had a partial loss here in the verdict on the E. Jean Carroll uh, sexual assault and defamation trial in New York City. We got Andy McCarthy with us now of National Review, former federal prosecutor for the Southern District for uh, over 20 years. Andy, can you just give us, first of all, always always so uh, happy that you can make the time for us. Thank you. Can you just give us the... 
What is your like? Talk to us about this this trial, the results, what this means. Just just break it down for us. Well, I, I just say as a trial, you know, as a civil case, uh, it's very hard in the context of a civil case that goes to trial to beat something with nothing. And what I mean by that is, it's an unlike the criminal system where a defendant or an accused has a right not to testify and it, the burden is entirely on the government in the civil system uh, the burden is much lower it's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt it basically is it's preponderance it means like more probable than not but the other thing is there's an expectation that everybody who's involved in the litigation as a principal uh, is going to testify and if uh, they don't appear and don't testify then the courts tell the jurors uh, customarily that um, they can draw a negative inference from the failure to testify it's, or, you know that that if the person had an explanation for what he's been accused of um, he he would have taken the stand and if he didn't take the stand that means he either didn't have an explanation or he, he didn't want to be cross-examined about whatever explanation he had that's a pretty powerful instruction so you really roll in the dice in a in a civil case if you are going to be a litigant and then you're going to try to do it by not participating because it's a low burden of proof and the jury's going to be told that if you had an explanation you'd have got on the you know in the witness stand and given it andy with that in mind i was actually surprised they didn't hit trump harder here uh they they declined to find that he had committed rape now they said sexual assault but they only hit him with a $5 million uh, verdict, and I'm sure he's yeah. going to appeal that. But given the potential range here, like I kind of thought they might, but you don't know what a jury's going to do. I'm curious what you thought. I kind of thought we might get a message-sending verdict, even if it's one that gets tossed out, where they say, oh, Trump raped her and he owes $200 million, right? Or something like I talked about that on the show. Given the potential uh, outcome here, this doesn't even seem like that bad of a verdict for Trump. No, I, and look, I, I Clay, I tried cases in that courthouse for you know twenty years, so I was not as down as a lot of commentators were on the jury. I mean, there's a lot of people who, I, and I understand this because I, I kind of have a knee-jerk feeling about this myself. But you know, because it's Manhattan, they're going to be biased against Trump. It's really not Manhattan. It's the Southern District of New York. So the jury's drawn from, you know, Manhattan, the Bronx, Westchester County. There's a lot of people in New York and particularly outside Manhattan who voted for Trump in the election. So, I, I, you know, I was I didn't think it was a lock that he was going to get a jury uh, that had it in for him. And I think what this jury did, number one, as you say, the damages here are not exorbitant. They're you know, they're pretty reasonable given the kind of damage awards we typically see in civil litigation anymore. And the other thing is, I think they only went as far in terms of what they found as they were comfortable that that Carol had corroboration. And what I mean by that is, you know, this thing, according to her, happened 27 years ago. There wasn't any scientific evidence or or contemporaneous investigation that forensically could support her account but the judge applying the rules of uh, evidence that have been loosened up over the last uh, couple of decades to make it easier to prove sexual assault cases he let these two victim witnesses testify and he let um that that is two others besides carol who claimed that you know trump had uh, sexually assaulted them i think one in 79 one in 2005 and he allowed them to hear the Access Hollywood tape. Those two women, and like the Access Hollywood tape, they talk about you know things like inappropriate touching and groping. But there was no allegation that Trump raped those women. And in as bad as Trump's Access Hollywood tape is, he doesn't say that he raped women on it. So I think what the jury did was they they believed that there was some kind of encounter between Trump and Carol. Uh, but they were not willing on her word alone with no forensic evidence to say that it was rape. They only went as far as the other victim witnesses. Oh, we're speaking to Andy McCarthy. You know, Andy, there's there's a lot of legal stuff going on. So uh, 
you know, please keep yeah. our number handy because we're going to need to be talking to you about a lot of things uh, over the next you know, 18 right. months or so. Um, but to that end, you know, the uh, the House Oversight Committee right now that's looking at the Biden finances and, the, and what seems to be very clearly a Biden crime family of influence peddling. But even as I use that term, I think to myself, well, tax evasion problem, right? Uh, money laundering problem. These are legal things we all understand. On the influence peddling, though, I mean, if you were a federal prosecutor, again, looking at the facts as they've been laid out here, the layering of LLCs, money going to the grandchildren, Joe is in office, people are taking money, obviously, for access. Is What statute would that fall under? Or is it, is it politically gross, but not, necess- not necessarily criminal influence peddling? It, it could be, Buck, but can I tell you what Mueller did with Manafort? Um, what he His theory was that because Manafort failed to register as a foreign agent under FARA, the Foreign Agent Registration Act, where everybody's supposed to, who works for a foreign entity or a foreign person, you're supposed to register with the Justice Department. Because Manafort didn't do that, Mueller's theory was that all the income that he made in that connection was therefore illegal proceeds. And what that means is, you know, for a money laundering case, if it's your money and it's legitimate money, you're allowed to, you know, you can put it through however many bank accounts and buy however many assets you want. But if a prosecutor can prove that it's ill-gotten gain in the first place, then every time you move it through another account or buy another asset, that's money laundering. And that's a big deal because money laundering has, you know, heavy-duty uh, sentencing provisions because it's so often associated with organized crime and drug trafficking and the like. So that's what that's what Mueller did to get Manafort over a barrel. He basically said he didn't register as a foreign agent. All this money came in. They sluiced it through, you know, this account and that account. Therefore, it's all money laundering. So, you know, if I were a prosecutor, I, now that that seems to be the Justice Department's theory, that's the way I'd be looking at it. Andy, does it, and that's really fascinating analysis, does it surprise you or seem untoward that on the day that there is a scheduled press conference to lay out nine members of the Biden family receiving payments from foreign nationals, that charges are brought against George Santos? And also building on that, what do you think of the Santos charges And what does it say about the rapidity with which the Department of Justice was able to bring charges against Santos? Meanwhile, they still had the Hunter Biden laptop for almost four years now and haven't done anything at all. Does that strike you as a pretty clear evidence of, or at least, you know, you know, it's not just the appearance. It's not just impropriety. It's the appearance of impropriety that is so uh, destructive and toxic. How would you analyze yeah, I, the, the, these stories? Clay, I, I would say that time, in terms of timing, um, the Justice Department is also always in control of the timing of uh, uh, when somebody is taken into custody, particularly if it's a nonviolent crime and you're dealing with a public person. So they obviously picked this day for a reason, and it doesn't at all surprise me, how, given how politicized uh, the Justice Department in this administration has been that they pick a day where uh, they have another story out there that they want to bury. And I would just uh, just uh, add that, you know, I haven't had a chance to um, go through the Santos charges yet because I spent my morning reading a second report that the House generated today. That it, two very interesting reports, not just the the Biden money one, but also how the letter by the 51 former intelligence officials came to be generated. The uh, Jim Jordan uh, and Mike Turner's committees generated a 70-page report this morning. That's a fascinating report about how that all came to pass and how, uh, and this will be, be close to Buck's heart, but, you know, how these guys took their national security credentials and basically hoard them for partisan purposes uh, to give Biden a response to make to Trump at the at the debate when he raised uh, you know Biden's corruption. So yeah, that, that's that's one hundred percent what they did. And Andy, you know the Federalist yep. has the Federalist has a story. I think it just went up last night that this actually came from within 
the agency too, not just former agency. Yeah, so that's an interesting aspect of it. Um, what it looks like happened is at the same, you know, they had to put their letter. Morell, who was the the former CIA director, who was the main uh, writer of this, he got it pushed through the part of the CIA that reviews uh, people's writings before they go public to make sure there's no classified information the, in the it. publication review board. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So somebody else from the CIA at the same time uh, was having his book reviewed and the CIA asked them uh, in that process, hey, did you hear about this other letter? Wouldn't you like to sign on? So he and his wife, who were both former CIA agents, signed on to the letter. And we don't know how many other people were persuaded by the CIA itself, not just like these former officials, but actually the CIA uh, to get involved in this thing, which is sheer politics. It's not anything else. Where is all this going? Todd, is some, I mean, have you ever seen so many different legal machinations and craziness going on in our country in your experience? No, I mean, you know, I thought the Trump days with the Mueller investigation, you know, there was a lot going on then, too. And, and that seemed to be bumping in all the time to uh, a lot of congressional stuff. But it it does seem to me, Clay, when I get to the end of the week, that there's no weekend. I just feel like every single day something's exploding. Uh, Join the club. And I I think one of the challenges, thank you, Andy, you do a a killer job. One of the challenges out there, Buck, and we'll talk about this some as we move throughout the show, I think people are just so overwhelmed by the amount of information, it's hard to even know what's going on on a day-to-day basis. Look, uh, a lot of you out there, you need food insurance. You probably have health insurance, hopefully. Probably have car insurance. Probably have some of you, life insurance, probably have insurance for your homes. What about taking care of your family and ensuring that you have food insurance? That's what My Patriot Supply does. Is what we have in the Travis household. I've got it. My wife's got it. All three of our boys have it. We have five different three-month emergency food kits. You know they can last 25 years in storage. And with each of these, it'll provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner for three months, 90 days of food. You'll also right now get a bonus package of crucial survival gear worth over 200 bucks for free. The three-month emergency food kit guarantees your family will have peace of mind during a disaster, and the survival gear will help you be even more prepared. Again, this kit, breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks, over 2,000 calories a day. Calories correlate to energy. That's what you'll need in the event of a situation like this. To get your emergency food and your free survival gear worth over 200 bucks. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Subscribe to CNB 24-7 and never miss a minute of Clay and Buck while getting behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Appreciate you being with us as uh, we started off the show discussing there's a lot out there about uh, Hunter Biden's business dealings right now, thanks to this um, oversight committee that is looking into it. Uh, Representative Comer is leading the charge on this. Uh, he's the committee chairman. And there's a an intricate web of dealings here that involve layering of LLCs. So it's, you know, LLC XYZ gives to LLC... You know, QRS, uh, you know, a million dollars and you keep doing this so that it's hard to understand and harder to track the source of funds, who's getting the funds. And it does start to look like this could be money, money laundering. Do we have Miranda now? Miranda Devine of the New York Post joins us to talk about this. Miranda, thanks for making the time. Oh, pleasure. Great to be with you. So is there new stuff here from this House Oversight and Accountability hearing and what matters what what matters most in this saga of the Hunter Biden uh, family dealings and all the rest of it? Well, look, I guess it's all new because they've um, subpoenaed these bank records. And so while previously we've had, um, you know, documents from the laptop and we've had invoices and bank statements, etc., 
this is uh, something that's just incontrovertible. People, you know, the Democrats and the New York Times and so on can't just uh, flip it and say, oh, it's just from the laptop. Um, even though the material on the laptop, as you know, is real, um, this just silences any complaints in that department. And it's a, a really forensic accounting of payments just from two two countries. This is a you know, like an interim um, accounting. And it's just from Romania and China. There is some new material from Romania, $3 million actually, um, that came through to one of Hunter Biden's business associates from Romania and was doled out to Hunter and various of the other family members um, in the usual way they've done, presumably to hide the payments in smaller tranches over time. Miranda... I, I imagine that even you, because this is where I find myself, have to be impressed by just how diabolical the Biden team and the Democrats in general have been as it pertains to everything surrounding Hunter and the Biden crime family, which is why today, this morning, I almost just wanted to slap myself in the face for not saying it yesterday on the radio show. The idea of arresting George Santos basically at the exact time that this press conference is going on and they're arresting Santos for, you know, basically you're you're in New York now, you know, thousands of dollars in misapplied funds associated with his campaign finance filings. Meanwhile, Biden, as you just laid out, three million new dollars being pointed to from Romania. We know about Ukraine. We know about Russia. It's just so diabolically brilliant on some level to decide that your own Department of Justice is going to arrest a Republican while far more serious uh, allegations are proven against Joe Biden. I mean, did you not just sit back and say, oh, of course they pulled this move? It's so corrupt. It really is. And, um, it, you know, you, you can't imagine that this is just a, 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 a coincidence. They've given the other media, which has studiously ignored this story. Yep. They did not, MSNBC did not run the press conference, New York Times, Washington Post, last time I looked, had ignored it. Um, you know, it's given them um, something to take hold of and distract them instead of the press conference that Coma held. So instead, the New York Times and Washington Post, they've been tweeting madly about George Santos. Some of these, I mean, I, I'm not defending George Santos, but it's really small beer. I think it's like yep. $500 here and $500 there. Um, you know, while, while the DOJ is completely ignoring $20 million just today that, um, that Coma and Co have identified that have come through in these dodgy from these dodgy countries, uh, from these shady oligarchs and from the CCP in China, into um, bank accounts eventually of nine. They've said now at least nine Biden family members, and that includes grandchildren, nieces, nephews. I think nieces actually, not nephews. We're speaking to Miranda Devine, author of Laptop from Hell. Miranda, um, the likelihood in your mind here, I mean, well, actually, I have two things. One is, do we know, or do you know, the amount of untaxed income that we're talking about here, right? We know it's a lot of money coming to these LLCs, but, I mean, if he's if he's taking in $8, 10 $15 million, not declaring it until it's found by the government, Anyone else goes to prison for that? I mean, does real prison time for that? I'm wondering if we know what the amounts are that did not get declared for taxes based on the investigation so far. Um, and then the second part of this is, just more broadly, do you think that Hunter is going to face criminal charges that could send him to prison, or are they going to make this thing go away? So on the first question, um, the coma people have not quantified that. But what we do know is that in Delaware, the U.S. Attorney David Weiss has identified $2.8 million in unpaid taxes, which Hunter Biden now has paid back with the help of his sugar brother, the Hollywood entertainment lawyer, Kevin Morris, who very kindly lent him the money. Um, and so we know that there. And the other thing, perhaps, is that there's a statute of limitations problem for the DOJ, for David Weiss. 
And so on tax issues, I think it's five years, maybe six years. Um, and uh, unless they add an extra felony, I'm told, which would be a conspiracy to, uh, you know, defraud the IRS to, to evade taxes, um, then that pretty much means that you're not going to go before 2018, which is where a lot of that money came from. You know, the Burisma money from Ukraine, um, the first couple of China deals. Um, you're just left with the CEFC energy deal. Um, and so I don't know how they're going to handle that. And I, I think that there's been frustration in Delaware because Hunter Biden uh, and Kevin Morris um, and perhaps uh, the other lawyers are being resistant to entering into any plea deal. Um, Hunter's position is that he's done nothing wrong and this is just a political witch hunt, so he's not going to plead guilty to any felonies. Um, and so I don't know whether that's been resolved. I know that um, Kevin Morris and, and the lawyers for Hunter are looking at some, uh, on the gun charge, they seem to be a little concerned about that and they're pointing to some imminent um, decision that's coming down that may show that these uh, gun forms are unconstitutional. I don't know, that sounds like they're grasping at straws there. Um, but on the tax issues, um, they seem to be pretty sanguine. And from the leaks, you know, it's pretty tight ship down there in Delaware, but from the leaks um, that we've seen uh, in the Washington Post and New York Times only, which suggests they're coming from the Biden camp, um, they've only talked about uh, basically tax evasion charges. They've not talked about money laundering or FARA violations. Um, you know, and FARA violations which some people scoff at, and sure, they, they weren't really applied until um, people decided to apply it to the to Trump world and uh, locked up Paul Manafort and uh, spied on Rudy Giuliani on bogus Farrah charges for a year. Um, so Farrah charges should be on the table, but they're not being talked about. So uh, I, I just would not want to be David Weiss. The pressure on him is immense. You've got Joe Biden making these public pronouncements. My son has done nothing wrong, which if that's not political pressure on, uh, first of all, Merrick Garland, who Joe Biden is the boss of, and then David Weiss, who Merrick Garland is the boss of. I don't know what is. Miranda, I've thought for a while that they were going to bring charges against Hunter, meaning Merrick Garland, in a way that would allow them to then bring charges against Trump. But when I see things that are clearly political in nature, like the decision to go and arrest this, uh, Santos on the same day that all this news is coming out yeah. about Biden, what do you think's going to happen? And, and how destructive is it to notions of American justice in general that we can have these conversations and that a huge percentage of Americans nod along and believe that our Department of Justice, as well as the FBI is completely corrupt and taken over by one political party to advance their interest at the expense of the other party. Yeah, and the CIA from the new revelations from Jim Jordan Great point. Uh, yeah. this week. Uh, the CIA, the 51 um, former intelligence officials who signed that bogus letter just before the election pretending that the uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails and our reporting was Russian disinformation. Uh, turns out, as Jim Jordan's report today um, showed that uh, the CIA uh, basically approved, gave a pre-publication um, classification clearance unusually to a very controversial letter in five and a half hours. And not only that, but there was a, a CIA employee who actively solicited uh, a former CIA employee to um, former CIA analyst David Carrions to um, sign that letter um, and so uh, that just shows that the CIA was complicit in that dirty trick, that political stunt, which was aimed at giving Joe Biden a talking point in that final debate against Donald Trump and ensure that he uh, won and that Donald Trump did not win the uh, re-election. So um, CIA, FBI, DOJ, uh, you have a big chunk of the country quite rightly um, suspecting that they are just corrupt and, and irredeemable. And that's a really dangerous position to be in. 
Um, but look, I think on a positive note, um, you know, it, the, the truth and right is very powerful. And I think what uh, this today, James Comer's committee and his second memo has shown is that they've just doggedly gone after bank transactions. They have evidence that's incontrovertible. The only thing the Democrats and their complicit media can do is ignore it, which is what they're doing. But ultimately, the weight of the truth is becomes too enormous. The pressure uh, to continue to lie and cover up collapses on itself. Um, it's much more difficult. The Democrats and the White House and the Biden administration and Joe Biden himself, it's much more difficult for them to get out from under this than it is for Comer and Co with their subpoena power to pursue the truth. And, you know, the biggest problem I think we have is uh, just dishonest media outlets uh, that are still perceived by at least half the country as being prestigious and uh, all the news that's fit to print and democracy dies in darkness, which are their mottos. Um, they're not at all. Uh, they they give you, uh, you know, a limited, their own curated part of the truth, which suits their political purposes. They're they're political propaganda machines aimed at uh, keeping the Democratic Party or, or, you know, people in the uniparty that they like in power. And um, this is a really corrupt uh, problem that we have. I don't know how you fix that other than I think Americans are going to alternative sources for media. And, um, and at some point when they realize slowly but surely and they get red-pilled that they've been lied to and kept in the dark, about the immense Biden corruption that's being unveiled, I think they will turn with a vengeance on those dishonest media outlets. Miranda Devine, check out her book, Laptop from Hell, and look for her columns at the New York Post. Miranda, always appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. With inflation on the rise and the stock market more volatile than ever, protecting your retirement savings can be a challenge to weather today's economic uncertainty Phoenix Capital Group recommends diversifying your investments right now. They recommend high-value U.S. oil and gas investments with current yields that range from 8% to 12% APY paid monthly. That's a better rate of return than banks or CDs with no middleman. There are both Regulation A-plus and Regulation D corporate bond offerings with different maturities, qualifications, and rates. There's also a 9% APY starting at a $5,000 investment open to all investors. Download the Phoenix Capital Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 8 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investor guide today at phxonair.com. That's phxonair.com. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. When, yes. those, when those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. Okay. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, oh. started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and didn't realize <laughs> well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how oh. lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. 
You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Let me be clear. The lifting of the Title 42 public health order does not mean our border is open. In fact, it is the contrary. Our use of our immigration enforcement authorities under Title 8 of the United States Code means tougher consequences for people who cross the border illegally. Unlike under Title 42, an individual who is removed under Title 8 is subject to at least a five-year bar on re-entry into the United States and can face criminal prosecution if they attempt to cross again. Oh, so now we have such a tough border, according to Mayorkas. All of a sudden, some laws that they have just been ignoring will no longer be ignored quite the same way. Well, we, we should all be so thankful that for a, for a moment here, the law will be the law kind of a little bit, at least in a few areas. I, I doubt it. Um, but they've got a massive mess on their hands. They absolutely know it. The numbers are going to be out of control. It's already, the thing is, it's tough to find a way to describe this, right, Clay? Because it's already the worst border that it's ever been. We're out of superlatives. The numbers are outrageous. It's about six million at this point who have entered the country illegally under Joe Biden. Um, it, it is, we're at the highest fentanyl overdose level ever, the most fentanyl pouring into our country. It's almost all coming across the U.S.-Mexico border. And what are they doing about this? Well, now they're pretending that this is not what they've been incentivizing all along. But I, I think in some ways, you know, Ron DeSantis yesterday, it was announced, is going to be sending more migrants, helping to send more migrants to Democrat-run cities. Have you seen this? That was a, the, yes. a report out yesterday. I think Governor Abbott of Texas is going to do the same thing. This is very interesting because of what it actually shows us. Uh, here is Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Um, so when does she, uh, when does it, uh, switch to the, is it, is it, it Brandon Johnson, I believe is the guy's name who, who is going yeah, to be Yeah, but when, when does the her? switch occur? It's a great question. I don't know when yeah, the I official check switch happens. Anyway, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, play 32. We've seen in the last couple weeks a new surge in migrants coming to Chicago on a daily basis. And that is why today I have issued a declaration of emergency to bolster our response to the arrival of the migrants. This declaration empowers the city's chief procurement officer to exercise the purchasing authority set forth in the municipal code to adequately address this declared emergency. It also directs all city departments to undertake whatever efforts are feasible and necessary pursuant to their powers to assist in the management of this declared emergency. We shouldn't have to come to this point, but here we are. And even in my final days as mayor, it's important for us to step up and respond to this burgeoning crisis. 
So so it's May 15th. It's just I knew it was close. It's a few days away when Lori Lightfoot is no longer the mayor of Chicago and Brandon Johnson will take over. Clay, she's declared an emergency here because of the migrants arriving. And this is she. she's also complained about the migrants arriving. They say it's racist to have the migrants arrive in these cities. Same thing with Eric Adams in New York City. Um, it does make you you wonder. Hold on a second. This is what Democrats want. They tell us that this is that we're a nation of immigrants. They'll do the jobs Americans won't do. They'll add to GDP. They're more law abiding, except for the whole illegal alien part, uh, law abiding than Americans are. And yet they tell us that it's a massive imposition on their cities for these migrants to arrive. Why is that? Shouldn't they want? Shouldn't New York be putting out ads for, hey, illegal migrants, come here. We could use three million more of you. It's going to get much worse. And I don't know how they're going to camouflage what a disaster it's going to be. I I said earlier, I wish I had thought, oh, the Biden crime family, nine different members of the family, including grandkids, getting paid by foreign interests. So let's go ahead and arrest Santos on the same day. A part of me thinks, Buck, on Friday, with Title 42 being officially ended, and in theory, everybody having to report on the border, there's going to be some other, hey, look at me moment. Maybe they're going to drop something on Trump with the DOJ. I don't know, but it feels so rigged right now. The challenge is, I think the border story is going to be a slow-moving disaster. Because if we've got over 10,000 people illegally entering that we know of every single day, the highest, as Bill Malugin tweeted, that he's ever seen on the border, a lot of those people are going to have to basically be shipped to other parts of the country. And I think many people out there in Chicago and New York City and Washington, D.C., and even Martha's Vineyard, places that have gotten used to the idea of they can be pro-illegal immigration without having to bear any of the consequences for being pro-illegal immigration are suddenly going to see that bill come due. And that's really what you've seen with Lori Lightfoot, with Eric Adams, with Muriel Bowser, with all of these different big city mayors suddenly being inundated. Remember, they're just getting a tiny pinprick of the numbers that are coming across in Arizona, that are coming across in Texas. And one of the things that I think is going to be intriguing to watch here, Buck, is, and I would say it's an overriding story that all of you out there should be paying attention to. You pretty much, if you listen to this program, you know all of the big stories that are going on. You might agree or disagree with Buck and Mine's perspective on those stories, but we're not missing any major story that's taking place on a day-to-day basis. How many people do you think who watch CNN and MSNBC really understand what's going on at the border? We made fun of Corrine Jean-Pierre for this, Buck, but remember when uh, when she was told, hey, people are just walking across the border by Peter Ducey, and she laughed as if, oh, that's not really happening. No, that's exactly so- what's happening. They don't know the truth. Well, they'll they'll show video over at CNN of what's going on, but it turns for the CNN audience, it becomes a huge virtue signaling exercise. Oh my gosh, the poor huddled masses at the border. We need to do we need to do more for them. I mean, not in my neighborhood, but like the government needs to do more for them. As long as they're not in my kids' school, we understand exactly how the left operates, the hypocrisy that they will uh, they will set up for their own purposes on this. So th- that's how they'll show it. And also they'll, they'll just use it to, to attack Republicans for like the Republican opposition to this. Look at these. These are women and children. Actually, it's a lot of single adult males now, which is different. It's a lot of, of guys who are just skipping the immigration line and they're all going to say the same thing. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm here for asylum or whatever. Um, and just in terms of the lawlessness here, and, and I'm sorry, but you know, this, this is important on a day when George Santos, and I'm not as, you know, we've made fun of George Santos here. Okay. Yes. We're not big George Santos fans. That's not what this is about, but there's, there's thinking someone's a clown and thinking somebody should have his life ruined and go to federal prison. And oh, maybe also be replaced by appointment by Kathy Hochul, the Democrat governor. And you know, there's politics involved here too in New York state, obviously. Um, but Clay, there's a public charge rule. That is part of the Immigration and Nationality Act that is still federal law that says that you can that you can be denied admission to this country on the grounds that you will be a public charge, that you, that you will be somebody who is going to be primarily dependent on the government for uh, for subsistence. 
what's going on with all these migrants that are being bused? They're all being housed and fed and you know, medical care and everything else. So under the under the existing public charge rule, none of them should be admissible. They're not going to homes that are taking them in. They're not going to jobs that have requested them. And it's you know you could say oh well, well I I guess let's ignore this law. But you know George Santos is getting some five hundred dollars something or other that he didn't you know register for, and they want to throw him in prison. Meanwhile, people are getting tens of thousands of dollars worth of benefits over the course of maybe a year that they're not supposed to be entitled to, and they're entering the country illegal. And if you have any problem with this, you're a bad person. That's what CNN's going to tell you. You're a bad person. As long as they're not getting apartments on the Upper West Side next to the CNN anchors, then that's a problem. Well, it's an example of, unfortunately, what has occurred, which is we don't have a Justice Department anymore. We have a Praetorian Guard for the party in power. And even worse than not having a Justice Department, we have an entire propaganda media that will defend any decision they make because they're so in the tank for uh, the left wing in this country. And so I would predict that CNN and MSNBC will be down there, Buck, and they will find a family, and they will interview them, interview them, and they will talk about what a humanitarian crisis it is that this family is in danger or in peril in some way on their journey to the United States. And certainly that's a journey that they have undertaken for their own uh, benefit as a family. It's certainly perilous, certainly very dangerous, but they're responding to the incentive structure put in place by Democrats. They, As soon as Biden won the election, Buck, the huge numbers of caravans of people trying to come here started because they knew when Biden took over that he was going to allow them free passage by and large to the country. I think we have to also step back. What's the point of having a legal immigration system, which many of the people, many people listening to this show went through? What's the point of even having a legal immigration system if we're going to allow this kind of nonsense to be rewarded all the time? Um, you know, we're a country that's $33 trillion in debt. Why do people from 160 countries all over the world, why are they coming here, violating our law by stepping into the U.S. without permission and then staying here by playing out some ruse that they all want asylum when they really don't? That's because we're basically turning into the world's, you know, uh, world soup kitchen and, and welfare ward. And that's not a good thing. We can't afford to do that. We have our own poor here in America that we should be tending to. We can't pay the bills for the whole world. We can't give free health care to the entire world. The reason people are coming, I know we're told, oh, it's just they everyone wants their American dream. Well, that's the legal immigration system, okay? Asylum is supposed to be a very specific thing for people who, if we don't take them in, they're basically going to be tortured and murdered. That's what asylum's really supposed to be for. And instead, it's just being abused, which means real asylum seekers, I'd note, also have a harder time getting into the country. There are real costs here. There are real downsides. And and no one's even discussing it. They're just the the game from the Democrats is yeah we want a secure border. That's a lie. They don't want a secure border because that would mean a willingness to enforce the laws on the books to turn people away and to deport people who are here illegally. And they don't want to do. They want to do the bare minimum. Well, we'll see. I think we're gonna have um, our friend Julio Rosas down at the border tomorrow. He's watching this as it unfolds. Uh, I think he's in El Paso, and he'll join us to talk about this. But Clay, it, it's it's going to be unlike anything we've we've ever seen before. Uh, the masses of people coming across the border, and no, don't worry, Joe Biden's in charge. Everybody, he's on it. All right, on to happy things. The best gifts on Mother's Day are the thoughtful ones. If the mom in your life also happens to be the family photographer and archivist, then you'll want the help of Legacy Box this Mother's Day weekend. They've spent the last decade helping folks preserve their memories by digitally transferring old types of media like VHS tapes, cassettes, film, and print photos onto digital files that can be shared and will last forever. Legacy Box receives those items from you and hand transfers each one onto a digital file. You get that file in an email or on a computer thumb drive or a drive or even DVDs, whichever you prefer. The most important thing in all this is that you finally found a way to help mom with all those boxes of videotapes and photo albums so that you can enjoy all that content, all those memories, for decades to come, whatever she has that has to be digitized, this can be done so easily and in such trustworthy fashion by Legacy Box. More than a million and a half families have trusted Legacy Box with their videotapes and prized photos and films, including Clay and me. We've both done this. 
make this. By the way, Carrie's family is doing it as well. They're going back into some of the old military photos and archives they've got because their family's got three generations of naval aviators. So we're going to be sharing some of that stuff on Clay and Buck uh, later on. But for this Mother's Day, you need a Legacy Box for your family, for your mom, or for anyone who needs this. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Buck for their best Mother's Day sale ever. Buy today and take advantage of the 60% off Legacy Box's regular prices. That web is, that website is LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.